T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. It's amazing how fast these nights can go by. I think that there are a lot of opportunists out there and you see a lot of them come out of the woodwork whenever there is an idea for an assault weapons ban. And for the longest time, when Joe Biden was running for president, he made it very clear, I'm not going to come after your guns, blah, 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 blah. So we're just a few months into his presidency. Seems to be, for the most part, not living up to some of the things he said in order to get what they thought were centrists, per se, ones that just did not like Donald Trump, but definitely... uh, said, oh, we're open to it if someone on the left were to take more of a constitutional approach or, you know, try to protect some of these things. And I got to say, I'm not too impressed with Joe Biden so far, because what has he done? He said, we don't really need to talk to the other party. In fact, we probably don't even need the filibuster anymore. And that's kind of scary, because now if everything's going to be executive order based and Mitch McConnell who warned, if you get rid of this filibuster, you are going to regret it. Just like you said the same thing to Harry Reid. You're going to regret this. And and boy, did they. And that's a dangerous thing. And now even with this assault weapon stuff, and they're talking about executive orders and how that would look like, and that's not off the table, and he's examining this or examining that. And it seems like they always wait until that moment when there is something that they could take advantage of, some national event they can take advantage of. And they wait and they wait to jump onto it because they know at some point that'll happen. And because of it, their opportunity is there. And why let a tragedy go to waste? So here we are talking about banning the AR-15s yet again or whatever it is. And I don't exactly know what will come from this, but I feel like we're going to be circling this for a while. The only difference I think we're going to see, the difference this time, is that um, there's actually a chance that something will find itself pretty progressive to the left in the way that they try to legislate this. And it wouldn't even be uh, legislation per se. Looks like Joe Manchin, um, who's been billed as someone that is going to be a pretty pivotal person in the Democratic Party, because when you have a 50-50 split in the Senate with a tiebreaker going to the vice president, who's a Democrat, then you're going to find that even one person strained from either side is going to have a lot of power. And Joe Manchin, in this case, is leaning towards, no, we don't want to we don't want to infringe on this. 
But Governor Pritzker came out and says that he backs an assault weapons ban in wake of the latest uh, shooting that happened in Colorado. Pretty sad and tragic, the things that we see and the crimes that are committed. Let me point out real quick, when you try to define an assault weapon, um, the problem that you find is that most people define it as scary looking gun. That's an assault weapon. If you are in favor, if you are in favor of a assault weapons ban, this is what I would encourage you to do. I want you to call in and define how you would legislate it. So if you were to write the law, I want you to tell me specifically how you would write it down. That's my challenge. I have a feeling that even though I know there's a lot of people that listen to this show that don't believe in the same things I do, politically speaking, um, that even if you were to hear this challenge, you would have a hard time calling in and defining that. Because what you're going to do is you're going to define it in a vague way, you're gonna, a very vague way. And because it'll be so vague, either you're going to exclude more weapons than should be, and you're going to definitely infringe on the rights of gun owners. Or it's just not going to be effective enough or whatever it is. Or you're going to be singling out specific targets or specific guns, I should say. So uh, let's do that. And we'll take some of your calls on it. I have some clips. Ted Cruz had some great stuff from the other day. And let's go to Jay, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello? Hi. Go ahead, Jay. Yes, sir. Uh, My big question is, every time that Democrats get in, semi-power, they want to eliminate weapons. Who is going to defend this country from China, from Russia, from any other country that would like to invade this country if we don't have weapons? That is what has stopped all these countries in the past, that they won't invade the American public or the Americas because the general populace has weapons. And that is their biggest fear. Gaddafi said it. Harry also said it after World War II. And these nitwits want to to take all the weapons away from people. Mm -hmm. Fine. I'm I'm, I'm glad to see that that some people have woken up and and established the fact that you take weapons out, out of the general populace in this country and you will be subject to invasion. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate that. I think that, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if other countries are waiting for an opportunity to invade the homeland of the United States. I, I just don't, um, I just don't see that. I, I don't believe when it comes to our military unless somehow Joe Biden also decides to gut that or Kamala Harris gets in and decides to gut that. Uh, I, I just don't see the military depleting itself, at least at least here. I can see them maybe doing it abroad. Um, who knows, though? Uh, that could be a part of the, the bigger discussion. But I think that when you start to change and define the things that you look at as scary You got to really make sure when you're trying to define these things, it's going to be the way that is going to actually do something of good. And I don't know if it would. In fact, I don't know if you could. Uh, Let's go to Ken. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ryan. Um, The country, South Korea, they've got about uh, 50 million people. And after the Korean War, they had they had a similar problem to us. They had about as. They had more weapons than they did people, which is what we've got right now. And they eventually made guns illegal 
And it took a long time. It took 20, 25 years. But last year they had five uh, homicides by gun. And, you know, we have 30,000. Now, 20,000 of those are suicides. So we have about Mm. 10,000 homicides by gun. And they're a land of 50 million people, and they had five. Mm-hmm. And I got a question for you, and, and really for your audience as well. I just, uh, and I know what your audience, I know the demographics of, of your audience, but I just wonder if they know the first, the first four words of the Second Amendment. Mm. Why would you, you know what they are? ask? Yeah, I, well, What's I think that? that the well-regulated militia. So when you look at the Second Amendment and the protections that come into it, I would put up our God-given protections up against any other country, given the way that we structure our laws with the Constitution. And I would, sure I, I would argue that we need sure. to protect those things. <laughs> and you know what? I don't. If South Korea did the way they did it, that's fine. I don't want that for our country, though. Yeah, well, I also, you, you don't I, want I would, five. You don't want five homicides a year. I, what I would want to say is that even if you were to ban guns or whatever, if you were to look at all the targeted crime that occurs in the country, if you think that all of a sudden um, 260 homicides in St. Louis goes to zero because we get rid of guns, I think that's uh, not true. I think it just means that they're not gun deaths. There's a lot of problems. We have we have so many auxiliary problems with drugs and gangs and fill in the blank. That saying that just all of a sudden, if we make a law that no guns are allowed in the United States, would just drop our homicides is not true. Do you actually believe yeah, that I, would happen? I, I'm just not. I, I just no. I, no, I don't. We we this country is in love with guns, and and I'm 79, so I'm never going to see uh, a decrease in in guns. And this culture that we have with guns, I, I really think that that uh, most I'll say conservatives. If you said, I'm, I'm going to take your car or I'm going to take your gun, which which is it? Ninety <laughs> percent of them, I think, would say, take my car. Mm. I'll walk if I have to. <laughs> You're talking about the right to drive or the right to bear arms. Is that what you mean by that? No, or are you talking no, about not, the no, physical actually, possession? Yeah, well, I guess I am. But I'm actually saying, I'm. you know, you've got a choice. I'm either going to take your gun or your car. I guess it would be easy to use that gun in a way to defend your car. <laughs> I think that's how Americans look at it, that are gun owners. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ken, thank you very much for your call. But I, I think that when you talk about this, and this this always comes up over and over again, the problem that you run into is that you do have the Second Amendment, and that's not the problem. The problem is when they say, oh, we want to ban assault weapons. Okay, so you use that term assault weapon. So what is your definition of assault weapon? And people that hate guns would say assault weapon is anything that fires a bullet you know that's what they would look at it as so we that's how what an assault weapon is some people would say assault weapon is something that could uh, rapid fire uh, a, a gun or a bullet i should say or something or you know some people define it this way then how do you de- how do you define it in a way that could be written in a law that you would actually be able to define okay this is an assault weapon but what you're going to find is that when you have some pretty strong progressives that have the ability to put whatever they want, uh, Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or whatever, all the Democrats that are thinking about these opportunities, they're salivating over the idea of weakening parts of the Constitution. When you have that sort of thing, you know they're going to be writing it in a way that is very broad. And you know they're going to write it in a way that's going to overreach their um, authority and overreach the Constitution. 
Let me just say this again. Maybe one of the best things that happened during the Trump administration was his ability to put on to the Supreme Court constitutionally minded justices that would be able to look at something like this and challenge it if it ever comes up when they look at the Constitution. This is a very number one thing that uh, if you want to look at something that at least we have that, <laughs> that's that's what we got. All right. 314-436-7900. We'll take some more of your calls coming up after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining and serving St. Louis KMOX. All right. Welcome back to Overnight America. So we're reacting uh, to some of the different news about uh, Basically, anyone that would in the past say that we need to get rid of the assault weapons because they're scary looking, um, that comes up in ebbs and flows. We've seen the arguments. And honestly, I don't know if anything's changed since then. It's basically the only thing that's changed is the change of power. And what we're looking at is the makeup of the Senate being 50-50 and then a Democrat being in the White House. That gives them the opportunity to meddle with the Constitution. And that's really, I think, the only change. I don't think public opinion has changed much, Donna. Uh, let's go to Lou, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Um, as I was telling your screener, I think I remember that there was a certain type of firearm that was federally banned in this country for a number of years, and then the ban was overturned. Do you know about that? You talking about machine guns? Is that what it is? Um, I got to double check that, but you're. T- I think you're, that's what you're referring to because there was um, the way that they banned it, it was for a certain period of time, and they never renewed it after the expiration came up. I'll I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that's what you're referring to. Okay, and I'm just wondering why why um, they was allowed to um, expire. Why the ban ban was allowed to expire in. Um, if um, so, are, and if it's machine guns, they're they're not they're not banned now. So we we can own machine guns, uh, operational machine guns. Not exactly. Um, I I don't think that is a hundred percent true. Um, also, I don't think you can really go buy one without a special permit. So if you were to go and get a federal exemption, you you, you actually can purchase one under certain circumstances, but you have to have a special accreditation from the government in order to do that. I don't really know what the the accreditations are, but still, it's so it's you know you, you just can't go into a gun store and pick one of these bad boys up right now, a gun shop or whatever. But um, yeah, so your point being is what. That that there was a certain type of firearm banned for federally banned for a number of years, and I I don't think it uh, influenced um, or or caused the, the banning of other types of firearms uh, during the time it was banned, and I just wonder why it was allowed to expire, and. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, that's a good question. In fact, Lou, I think that's, let's, I guess we can frame it this way too, uh, since the ban has been lifted and we're not really seeing a lot of issue with it right now. Um, was it really an issue to begin with? Uh, could, could it be maybe they're not readily available or whatever it is? And maybe that's not the, the choice of people that want to commit crimes. That could be a part of it too. I think that there may be a pretty strong argument to say, that it might not be the problem. <laughs> the machine guns might not be the problem. That's an interesting thought. 
314-436-7900. And I wanted to play a couple of clips. Uh, Dick Durbin, Senator over in Illinois. We face a pandemic of coronavirus. We have another epidemic in America called guns. We are numb to the numbers. Unless we are personally touched, it's just another statistic. That has got to stop. This committee, this hearing, I hope will open a conversation about constitutional, common sense ways to reduce gun violence in America. This is another buzzword they use. Constitutional common sense. Oh, everything's common sense. Oh, we got a common sense way of thinking. And you say, what is common sense? We'll say executive order with no bipartisan support because that's common sense or common sense is what you believe it to be. It's not common per se. It's uh, biased sense. Well, so whenever you hear the term common sense, that's something else that is very difficult to define. What would you define as common sense? And then there's always uh, points and counterpoints to it. So here is Ted Cruz, who was also talking about this. Every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. Democrats propose taking away guns from law-abiding citizens. Or when you disarm law-abiding citizens, you make them more likely to be victims. If you want to stop these murders, go after the murderers. Very good. This is true. If you were to look at statistics and such, if you were to say, we know that this would have stopped this tragedy, I'm listening, okay? But you don't know that, number one. And number two, no, what you're proposing would not have stopped it because that's um, pretty clear in almost all of these instances. Let's go to Pete, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Pete. Oh, there we go. I hear you now. I'm sorry. We, I, I, caught, I just caught the tail end of what you're saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So the previous caller was talking about Class three weapons, which have not been allowed to be legally sold anything made after 1986. Reagan signed that into law. They're pretty much a non-factor, a machine gun, which is a fully automatic weapon. By the way, I'm a Marine and I was a competitive shooter, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty familiar with uh, weapons. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're not a factor at all. What he might have been referring to is the Brady ban, which banned commonly owned uh, rifles, semi-automatic, modern sporting rifles is what people refer to them are. Some of them are built on the AR platform. They're the most commonly purchased rifle in the last probably 15 years or so, maybe mm-hmm. 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they, they are just a new sporting rifle. They, a lot of them happen to be black, but you can have the plastic big tank or whatever color you want. So mm-hmm. that's they're not really used in a lot of crimes either. Most crimes are committed with a pistol. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, this is a machine gun because it's black and it looks something like what the military uses. Military is using either a three-round burst or a full automatic weapon. Right. Uh, and the cartridge is quite insufficient. It's really a varmint round. Uh, so it's not very effective. Honestly, probably shouldn't say this to everybody, but it's. Well, I'll just say there's a lot more common weapons that your grandfather's been using for years to shoot birds with that were would be a lot more effective in most of these shooting scenarios. You know, you used to call them trench sweepers in World War One, and mm. they're commonly owned. So 
once we go down the road about banning things that we think are dangerous, uh, you're not going to stop. So it's either you live you live with uh, 15,000 people a year killed by all firearms, including suicide, police shooting, criminals, criminals shooting each other. You know, when you come down to it, there isn't a lot of so-called children being shot with weapons. But whenever there is... In a country of 330 million plus, we don't know how many actual illegals are here. They're going to make hay with it, and mm. you know that—that's that's the whole thing. It's it's the old fear tactics of politicians trying to scare everybody. And I'm just here to say, the weapons are not the problem in America. The problem in America is a lack of morality. My my mm-hmm. personal belief is, I I believe a human made in the image of God, and therefore to destroy something in the image of God is obviously a great sin against God, which he tells us in his word. So I don't believe you should kill someone unless you have to defend yourself or somebody else's from, you know, a violent criminal or somebody Mm -hmm. invading your country. I think it's the last measure you want to ever use. Okay. Well, thank you for clarifying that, Pete. I appreciate it. Now, that's a good clarification. And talking about how some of these different weapons are dressed up, when you talk about a rifle, you can dress it up in different ways to make it look scarier, but it doesn't change the functioning of the way the gun operates. And I think a lot of times people use the photos, they clip art, whatever it is inside the articles, and they say, oh, that's a weapon of war without really knowing the functioning of the weapon itself and realizing, no, uh, our soldiers, the ones that are fighting overseas are not using these weapons, the ones that you're describing, but the ones that you, you want to give that impression to make it sound that it is this, you know, you're a drug lord if you own one of these things, which is kind of ridiculous, the impression that they give there. And a lot of it is visual. So many of it is visual. They just don't um, understand that a scary looking gun doesn't necessarily translate the way they think it does in their mind. That's a good call from Pete. Uh, 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. 
Welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, we're uh, talking the gun thing again, and this goes through ebbs and flows. It seems to be that we haven't had this discussion in about a year. I don't know if too many people's opinions have changed on it. The only real difference is that now you have a president in the White House that could threaten an executive order. So what does that mean? Does that set up a constitutional battle? Uh, what should be allowed? And do you even like the idea that a president is considering using an executive order when it comes to a gun ban? And do you like the idea that even when uh, members of Congress talk about these sort of things, one side doesn't want a bipartisan approach. They just want to go into it and steamroll because they can. That's not good either. It could show you that at least during the Trump administration, Trump's approach was work it out. <laughs> you would say work it out. That was his approach. Not anymore. This is the, hey, we're going to uh, try to vote down party lines as much as possible. Uh, let's go to Jeff, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, um, one quick thing. Did you get my uh, tweet with the video clip? You know, I haven't watched it yet, but it's something to do with a trolley, I think. Yeah, The Rock, the movie Let's The see. Rock. But oh, anyway, yeah. you um, know, I don't know if I've seen that movie, believe it or not. But anyway, uh, I'm watching it now. But yeah, OK, I'll, I'll take a look. So there's a trolley in that movie. And this is when we were talking about the trolley earlier. Yeah. Oh, look at this thing go. People are like hanging off the side of this trolley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, and Clay, stuff. Nicholas Clay and um, Sean Connery are in a car chase. OK, well, this pretty much is what the trolley looked like going down the Del Mar Loop bumping into cars and crashing into things oh look at that explosion all right sorry you got me uh, totally distracted yeah so, but yeah, go ahead but anyway my comment was this whole debate about banning the ar-15 is pointless because the atlanta shooting the week prior was your basic nine uh, millimeter handgun i believe this is the one that you said atlanta the one yeah. person that went inside the massage parlors or whatever it was. And yeah, yeah, pretty terrible, pretty terrible thing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if the weapon was used there, but they decided to take a different angle with that. They first tried to say it was 100% racially based, which was later found out not to be true. But um, they took a different thing. They, they went the race route first before the gun route. And then yeah. this tragedy that happened in Colorado changed it back. Yeah, and they couldn't do the uh, AR-15 because there wasn't one used. Yeah, and they tried to use the race thing first in Colorado. I don't know if you caught that, but originally a lot of people on the left started to say, well, they uh, they caught the guy as opposed to the police, uh, you know, killing him and, and trying to catch him. So we know that the guy's a white guy. Well, actually, it's not true. I believe he was a Syrian. Um, so definitely something that people jumped to conclusions there and had to backpedal pretty quickly. So everything's racially based when, when it happens to things like this, which is kind of a shame. And it's actually pretty pathetic in the fact that they try to force it that way. Yeah, well, this is what I want to comment about. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Jeff. 314-436-7900. And Ron, welcome to Overnight America. Uh, hello, Ryan. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Good. Uh, I'd like to mention that the AR-15 is commonly referred to as an assault rifle, but the AR, as I understand it, came from the initial manufacturer, Armalite. Right. Yeah, it Ar doesn't Ar stand Ar for assault rifle. Yeah, yeah. Armalite was the, but our lazy language takes on the nomenclature of assault rifle. Now, some arguments brought up sometimes that the founding fathers knew nothing about the modern weapons we have now. But I read about over a year ago that um, the Founding Fathers were introduced by an inventor of an automatic weapon back in the day, believe it or not. Hmm. But it, didn't, it wasn't feasible. It, they did not have the manufacturing to mass produce or to 
go through the expense of of uh, making such a weapon back then, but they were aware of that kind of weapon. Finally, as we're speaking on this show for three hours, I think how many fatalities have we had on the highways uh, with car accidents, not to mention the one we had this afternoon mm. in St. Louis. But that's not as dramatic. See, a, a shooting like this is very dramatic, and we, it draws naturally our sympathy tremendously, but it's not as dramatic. Right. So that's, what, that, that, that's what I have to say about that. And as far as the okay. trolley is concerned, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a public nuisance. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not worth another penny of investment, I don't think. Uh, Ron, thank you very much. A wide variety of things that we've spoken about the last couple hours on the show. We've been on the air for two hours and 40 minutes, roughly, and we're a four-hour program. It's not easy to put together four hours of entertainment for you each and every weeknight, I got to say. So we talk about a wide variety of things. In first hour, we were talking about the trolley and referring to the car accident here on 64 earlier today with Bobby Plager um, losing his life today. It's just a true loss for the St. Louis region, blues fans and hockey fans. And what a great ambassador for sports here in St. Louis. Very, very sad. As we talk about the gun debate here, Ron's right to point out when we talk originally about assault weapons they use that term assault not as a technical term but they use it as a way to try to describe things like the ar-15 so they say ar assault rifle which is technically of course not true um that's just the naming of it and it doesn't even stand for ar the initials are not assault rifle but i want to point out in the constitution if you were to just read the second amendment and i'll just read it to you a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So let me put it this way, uh, a well-regulated militia. So you can look at it that way and you could debate what the militia is. It could just be citizens, you know, but either way, does that have to be defined by the technology as in what was available at the time? Well, no, that's not the case. Uh, being necessary to the security of a free state, does that have to be tied to what the technology dictated back then? And of course, the answer is no. The right of the people to keep and bear arms. So the right to keep and bear arms, does that mean the or has a reference to the technology? And the answer is no. The right to keep. So you're talking about rights in the ability to own and bear these weapons. It doesn't say anything about the technology by itself shall not be infringed. I think that's very important. Shall not be infringed. What you're specifically talking about when people go back and say, well, the founding fathers had no idea. Well, I want to just highlight shall not be infringed. They specifically put that in there, not as a way to try to define what is allowed to be infringed. They specifically said not be infringed. I think that's intentional. And I think constitutional scholars will look at that and say, it is intentionally written in a way to protect your God-given rights. And it's written specifically that way, not to be looked at in the future as, shall be infringed if you feel like it at the time. It's contradictory. And I think Ron is right to point that out. 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Here we are. It's Overnight America. and I'm going to try to keep my voice nice and deep for you. 
All right. I wanted to thank all of our callers and even some of the text messages that came in. Thank you for those. And I wanted to bring this up because I didn't get a chance to bring it up before, but there was a story on KMOV that followed a man who drove here from the St. Louis region north for a hundred and some miles, about 140 miles, got his vaccine shot and turned back around. That's a lot of traveling. It was 282 mile road trip all the way, all the way around back and forth round trip, I should say. And he's not too happy about it. Rightfully so. He shouldn't have to spend that much time in a car to get a vaccine, but he wanted to get it as fast as he could. And that was his option. And it's kind of sad. It's like that to me. I'm more willing to just uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to wait. And when it becomes convenient and easy and available where I don't have to worry about taking it away from someone else that needs it, then I'll eventually get one. But here's the KMOV story about what this guy had to go through. The 68-year-old says the only appointment he could find was in Canton, Missouri, about 140 miles north of St. Louis. He made the six-hour round trip from Creve <sighs> Corps for his first dose last month. To be honest, in my personal, humble layman's opinion, I think that the way the uh, vaccination program has been handled borders on criminal. Ooh, borders on criminal. I think about this last month when there were a lot of people trying to jump on this, and there are people that have all kinds of other health issues that would make them feel like this is a lot more urgent than someone like me who doesn't have any health issues or any problems and still works from home. I just don't feel comfortable getting the shot and taking it away from someone else. I just don't. I just don't feel like I need it right now. I feel like the number of vaccines that they're pumping out will eventually get there. And, you know, I'm a convenience guy. If I can just go down to the corner CVS or Walgreens or whatever it is and get the thing versus driving two hours, I'm going to wait. I want the convenience of it. I don't want to have to drive three hours, six hours. No, no, no. Meredith says his emails complaining to the state don't get answered. So now he's trying a different route, trying to get Governor Mike Parson's attention in an unconventional way. I'm going to do a, a, a reimbursement invoice. Meredith sent <laughs> this reimbursement form to Governor Parson and State Health Director Dr. Randall Williams, charging them $121.26 for the 282-mile round-trip drive. Oh, nice. He's got some time on his hands. If you got enough time to file a lawsuit, you got enough time to drive three hours to go get a vaccine and back, because you know for sure this takes a lot of time. I might start holding on to reimbursement forms in my car, and if I ever get held up by, let's say, if I'm down by the Delmar Loop and the trolley breaks down, let's say they try to, re I'm going to write a reimbursement form, and I'm just going to plop it right onto the windshield of the trolley. Here you go. I'm going to write them like they're enforcement tickets. If I'm ever in line at a drive-thru and I find myself finally getting to the squawk box and then the person behind me who waited less time than me gets their order in before I do on the other line, I'm going to write a reimbursement. I'm going to fill out the form and I'm going to charge whatever fast food place I'm at for it. There's a lot of things I could find myself writing reimbursement forms for that'll be completely ignored. But I like the idea of having a notepad and just handing over like a it's almost looks like a doctor would write a prescription, just writing down a few things, ripping it off here. You owe me a dollar fifty for having to listen to that boring story of yours. That sounds like a great idea, actually. I looked uh, looked online in the Office of Administration um, has a number of forty three cents a mile for Missouri State employees. So I figure if it's good enough for Missouri State employees, it's good enough for me. Recently, supplies <laughs> increased dramatically in the St. Louis area as long-awaited mass vaccine events are scheduled throughout the region. 
But for weeks, News 4 has heard from dozens of viewers like Meredith who've driven hours to get their shots. It took like three hours drive from here. Yikes. See, I don't want any of that. And I know there's a lot of people listening that had to go through that same hassle and they just were in they're They're at the point where they're like, give me this thing and give it to me now. I'm done waiting. All things considered, we pumped this vaccine out in unbelievable fast fashion. We got it out. We got it tested. We got it approved. We got it into the stockpile. We're getting them out to the individual states and the cities. People are getting vaccines. We're what they were getting vaccines starting back in December. And who would have imagined that was even possible? In fact, all the criticisms to the Trump administration, when he would stand up and say, I think we can get this out before the end of the year, they would fact check him and say, Trump, another liar, another lie from Trump. And look at that. Just like uh, he likes to disprove all of the haters. And how about that? He was right on that. And. We're finally getting these things out. It doesn't mean that the means of distribution are all that great. They've definitely fumbled and struggled with this because they're getting it out in uh, fast fashion. You know what I wondered? I wondered because originally the plan called for the National Guard to help distribute this. But Washington, D.C. was holding on to a lot of the National Guard, making them sleep in parking garages, keeping them held there for months at a time. I wonder if that impacted the distribution of these a lot of states that had the National Guardsmen still staged in Washington, D.C. unnecessarily. They had the barbed wire and they had the National Guard sitting and standing by. Do you think that they could have been put to better use distributing the vaccine? Absolutely. And that was part of the original plan. And I wonder if that was changed up because of it. Mm-hmm. Alper Enan, who's battling leukemia, drove 220 miles from O'Fallon, Missouri, to Carruthersville to get his vaccine. A road trip, he says, was crucial. Forget about like a COVID, even like a simple flu could kill me. So that's why I was just really anxious to get it. It's just has anyone actually gotten a flu shot or have they just stopped giving flu shots? And they just said, well, we're, we're going to get you a COVID shot as soon as possible. And do they mix in the flu shot with the COVID shot? Like, is there some kind of a cocktail to try to do both at one time? Or they said, no, we're not messing with this because we don't really know the long-term effects of it yet. And effectively, every single person that gets this shot will be part of a case study. I mean, you're basically volunteering yourself to be part of a case study. But what we've seen so far from other countries and even from our country the effectiveness has been really good, um, just on track of what they thought it would be based on their clinical trials. There's been people that be, there have been people that have had side effects, but it's been a pretty low number unless they are purposely not reporting those and they are trying to hide the numbers. There are a lot of people that have gotten flu like symptoms and been off their feet for a couple of days. And then there's some people that just feel like they've been punched in the arm. And then there's some people that have no effect at all. But for the most part, it has been very effective in mass when you're talking about millions and millions of uh, doses going out and there's still a lot of seniors waiting for it. And I'm hoping that they get both of those doses in there and then I'll be there waiting afterwards. We got one more hour of overnight America coming up. And if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm Ryan Recker radio. It's a great spot to message me or see and keep up with the things that we're doing. If you hate social media, but you still find yourself on it, this is a great opportunity to stick it to the man and like my Facebook page, Ryan Recker radio. You know you're going to do it anyway. Another hour coming up right after the break. In your news, in your weather on KMOX. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.